Hello, you're listening to Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast, presented by Brandon Elliott. This show will be going over all aspects of real estate investing and is intended to educate, motivate, and prepare you to take action on your first or next real estate investment. For more information, please visit BrandonElliottInvestments.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy. Welcome back, everyone, to Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Brandon Elliott. I'm excited today. I really am. This is one of those episodes that you guys are definitely going to want to get your pen and paper out for. There's going to be tons of content, tons of amazing notes you're going to want to take. I met this gentleman years ago at an event, just a networking mastermind event, and was just blown away from his story. The underdog experience to where he's at today, like I was just mentioning, it's like where most people want to be, where they want to end up, right? He's busted his ass. Coming from Mexico, being an immigrant in America, coming over here and working his tail off in the Bay Area, found himself in the Bay Area working as a laborer. And then years later, that was 2004, years later, jumping in as an actual contractor, working his way up, getting a team together, in 2019, actually became an investor, went full-time in this, committed to it. He, he was tired of seeing, you know, doing the work and seeing all these other investors capitalize on it the years before and went all in, learned how to do the nitty gritty. And at 33 years old today, literally having over 35 deals, making a killing in the Bay Area and having you know, five full-time employees, a ton of subs. He has his own contracting business. So he's doing that on the side, but obviously flipping a bunch of properties in the mix and doing so much more. I'm really excited to see where Colorado is going because it's just the beginning, man. It is just the beginning. So without further ado, Conrado, what is happening, my friend? How are we doing today? Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Excited to be here and share, you know, a little of my story and, you know, what I have done so far. <laughs> yeah, man. Dude, I appreciate you jumping on. I know you're busy. I know you got a lot of things going on. You've been rocking and rolling with the momentum for years now. Anybody out there that doesn't know your story, who you are, where you're from, do you mind just giving that 30,000 foot view of what you're up to? Yeah. So yeah, like you were mentioning, yeah, you know, I remember, yeah, I, I got it in like original from Mexico. I got it immigrated here in 2004. Just found myself in the Bay Area. I started, you know, it was funny because first, you know, I didn't like construction at all. It was just, I was in the restaurant. Yeah. And I want to become a chef. Some, you know, that was my. That's like, what I want to do. Yeah. Like, I want to do it, right? Somehow I got into construction. I didn't like it at the beginning. And then, but that's kind of where we make more money than working in a restaurant. And somehow I felt like a passion for it because I was just like speedy, you know, learning, you know, the matches I can pretty fast. So I became a carpenter. And then I, I worked my way up to a general contractor. And then when I got my license, I started doing projects for other investors, like, you know, Crown Up and full Remodel and all, all kind of stuff. And I used to just look at them, like, you know, how much they bought the house, how much they spend. And, you know, like in the Bay, right, you buy a house for a million, you put a million to it, that's two, and then you sell it for five million. I'm like, wow, yeah. that's, that's a lot it's of money. Easy numbers, right? That's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, you know, there's a lot, of, a lot of, you know, that goes into it, but that's a lot of money. So I was like, man, you know, I wish, you know, I was thinking that time, like, wish I, I, I wish I had, you know, the money so I can do that. But, you know, it, everything comes over time. And somehow, you know, I just started saving. Like I didn't party. I didn't kind of, I delayed all my uh, gratitude and all that. Like I was just 
buying the, the you know only you know under my needs and all that i'm not partying not drinking not wasting money and expensive clothes and cars anything like that it was just stacking and you know racking and then literally i had like a million in my pocket like cash. let's go let's go you I'm saved like, up a million dollars yes uh yeah. i got properties and then you know sold them and then but yeah so i had a million in my pocket yeah cash. like i'm like and now i'm like so I became a millionaire, right? So now, yeah. like, now what do I do with this money? And then I started investing in real estate. I bought my first property all cash. I didn't use any bank and all that. But then there's more to it because, you know, not only having the money, but then, you know, the experience and the contacts and all that. So I did my first one and it did pretty good. And then I went and bought a bigger house. And there were some challenges because one thing is doing the work for somebody else. Yeah. And completely different, like running a business for yourself like yeah like, well, when you're doing the work for somebody else you get to see your challenges in that moment you don't get to see all the challenges they're going through and all the other subcontractors whatever right financing you know the end product what that looks like selling it there's a lot of moving pieces yeah it's a lot of people involved in this thing yeah so, so anyway yeah so i got that one and then somehow you know i started looking videos on youtube facebook uh, like magically, they just, they were just popping, you know, everywhere. Like you know, like the gurus, you know, trying yeah. to teach and all that. So I'm like, okay. And I remember, you know, I bought my first ticket. Uh, it was a virtual event. It was like ninety dollars, and that was good. You know, like that was the best investment that I have made. Sure. It was like three or four days, uh, and all these big guys like Cody Sperber, Cole Hutter, Carlos Reyes, and all these big guys. Yep. Doing, you know, giving all that a good information. So yeah, I was there like three three days, four days. Uh, I remember that weekend, and I remember at the end of the day, you know, that was on Sunday when that thing was ending. You know, they were like just asking because you know then you can buy memberships or a mentorship and coaching and all that. And there was like you know because there was a lot of people you know online, and they were you know so asking like, what are you guys gonna do next? Because you know Monday is tomorrow, and then everybody's gonna go back to their reality. And something clicked in my mind that like. You know, I don't want to go back and do contracting again. Like I know that part already. Like I can go back and do that at any time. Yeah. Like I want to do this investing thing in a full time. So yeah. I, I pulled the trigger. You know, I got the I got the mentorship, the coaching, all that, and that's you know, it took me like six months because like I quit my contracting business. I kind of shut down everything because I wanted to concentrate because I was like, that's what I want to do, and you know, I, I don't want to be distracted. Yeah, so it's so good. That's good to acknowledge it, right? Yeah. So I went all in. Like, you know, there's a quote that uh, reminds me, Carlos Reyes would say that, like, you have to, I mean, if you want to do this, you have to go all in. You have to burn your uh, ships. Yep. Because you're going to put you against the, the wall, right? Yeah. You don't have any other option. I mean, what are you going to do? Like, yeah, you, you got to do something. Yeah. Or you die. And I remember just, you know, in my, I was used to be in my house, like six months, just studying every, every day. Yeah. Like people see me every day now going to the gym. I was, you know, that's what I was doing, just studying in my house, you know, didn't do anything else. And then I felt like after the six months, I'm like, hey, I'm ready. I'm ready for the fight. Yeah. And I went all in. Like we started buying one, two, three, four, five, six. Like we were closing a lot of properties. And, you know, we did a lot last year, the year before. How many deals did you have in the pipeline at like your highest point? Because I, I, the market has changed a lot, right? So now what you're doing about three at a time right now? 
Well, right now we're between three and four at a time. Three and four. Okay. What were you up to when the market was like really pumping? We were doing like 10 at a time, but then they were like, you know, we were just going like pretty fast, like three months whole, like we buy the thing, like we yep. start the next day, three months, that thing is back on the market. Yep. It was really, it was fun, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man. We had projects that we, I mean, same thing, 90 day turnaround where we're doing a complete remodel, adding a bathroom, whatever it may be, making it sexy. And then, you know, huge payouts. And it was crazy. I think like $475,000 net on one deal that was right across the house, like right across the street from me. And it's just when the market's going well and you're riding that wave, it's fun. It's different once it starts switching up, right? So, oh yeah, um, it goes the opposite way. <laughs> yeah, the wave disappears, and then it's just you know how many people actually have their shorts down, right? <laughs> yeah. So you want to be careful. Luckily, you know we were talking before this. You didn't get caught with your pants down, and that's a good thing. Yeah, it's a good thing, and it all comes down because of the kind of the the mind shift because I started investing, you know, and coaches. Yeah. So I think that was pretty good because. Like they were telling us, hey, guys, you know, be ready because the market is going to change within six to nine months, maybe yeah. more, but just be ready. Be careful with what you're buying. Sure. So, you know, I stopped buying and then I was just selling off whatever, all my inventory. Yep. And I made it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank God. Right. That's, that's so good. Um, seeing some uh, close friends and other guys that I know here in the bear, like they're losing a lot of money right now. Yep. They bought so high. They got a lot of projects. You know, they're not finished. And they're worth a lot less than when they bought it. So yeah, that, that is scary. I mean, I, I've lost some some stuff too. Like I lost one project during COVID. Hey, you know that's part of it. Yep, it's not a win-win all the time. Yeah, especially. I mean, when you're doing the volume, you just got to realize that too. Like when you're doing this as a full-time business, you're making a big impact in all your employees and, and in the market. You're helping out all these people. Like you're doing a lot of volume. They're not all going to be home runs. They're not all going to be, you know, grand slams. You're going to have one or two here and there. And that's what makes a true investor. I'm yeah, sorry about that. yeah, I don't know if you remember, like, you know, we were talking, you know, when we met like three years ago, that's when I went, you know, when I lost one of my projects, you know, I lost like 400,000 on it. Yeah. But I let it go. I just, you know, suck it up and let's go and move on to it. I mean, that's it's good. funny, but it's because of the mind shift, right? Because yep. before, like, yeah, money, it's, yeah, it means a lot too, but. At the end of the day, it's just money. You know, if we're alive, then we can make that money back. And I did make it. Like I made a lot of money last year and the year before. Yeah, Yeah. bro. I'm so I'm so thankful that you're bringing that up because that was a big pivotal change for me too. I remember my first time I I lost one hundred sixty thousand dollars, and I was like, I was like, my heart was like broken. I was terrified. I was like, oh my god, what happened? And eventually, I had to realize that. And I think a lot of people listening to this can really relate or start to identify within themselves. You know, do you put money on a pedestal? Do you put people on a pedestal? Some people do. And I think we got to all get to a position where you utilize money as like real life monopoly, like real life monopoly. Money comes, it goes. And when you are, you know, you have respect for money, but at the same time, it's important to never put it on some you know, huge value. There's people committing suicide over that amount of money or, you know, more or less. And that's horrible, you know, because at the end of the day, money will come and go. So it was a big learning curve. But at the same time, you're not going to make that that mistake again. Right. And 
Same thing with me with that 160K loss. I was like, you know, God's positioning me for the million dollar deals that, you know, one day I'll lose a million dollars on a deal that will position me for the 10 or $50 million deals, you know? And it's just one of those things that it's part of the game. Yeah. And, and I mean, that, that is so true. So, you know, when I lost that money, you know, I was, I was broke. Yeah. And I was crying like a baby, you know, yeah. like they saw me crying. My wife, uh, it was painful, man. But I think, you know, how did you go through that? Because like you say, you know, that's kind of what set me up to make more money. Because yes. otherwise, you know, I was just kind of, you know, I was thinking small. So I'm like, no, you know what? I have to make that money somehow. Yeah. And I got to look at bigger deals, yeah, right? Yeah, bigger deal. Because I was doing like 50, 80, 100. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do 300 deals. Because yes. then my mind shifted like, hey, if I want to make a million a year, all I have to do is like do three deals that makes 300 a piece. Yep. Or two that makes half a million a piece. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's that funny simple. Because, yeah. Just, you know, you put a number and then you, you work backwards. Like what you have to do? Like I bought yeah. a deal last year. I bought it for 750 and, you know, we put 150 on it and then we sold it for 1.4. I mean, yeah, so that's no brainer. <laughs> yeah, that's a no brainer. <laughs> yeah, man. I think it's just so crucial to realize that money's going to come and go. Don't put it on the pedestal. And, you know, in the moment, it sucks. Of course, it sucks. But afterwards, when you learn from it and, you know, you realize, hey, I got to make this up. It's a do or die situation. Are you either going to, you know, curl up in a ball and, you know, stay in that that space for a long time? Or are you going to crawl out of it and, you know, start getting more more sophisticated with your steps? Right. Like, what is the next step going to be instead of doing a bunch of these 10 deals a year that are the small 80 to 100K? Why don't you look at three to four of these per year that are doing the 300 to 500,000 profits, right? And and doing that, then you can start stacking up and it just starts making sense. So I love it. Talk to me, bro. When it comes down to saving up your first million, saving up your first million, I feel like there's a lot of people are just scratching their head like, how the hell did you do it? And how can they save up their first million? How old were you when you saved up your first million? I was 25, so I became millionaire at, 20, at age 25, you know, like by working hard. Yeah, by working your ass off. So you were doing a lot of construction, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So basically working on deals that you were being able to get just high income paying jobs, right? And then just working your ass off, not spending, being, you know, smart with your money, saving it, stacking it up. Yes. And yeah, now that you asked, right, like I can... And I'd say like, you know, this is what I did, right? I remember, you know, like I was saying in the beginning, you know, I didn't buy any expensive clothes, like cars. I was just buying whatever I need. I remember, you know, buying one time, bought a small pickup truck that cost me, I think it was a thousand because, you know, I needed it for my construction work. And I made a lot of money with that truck. And then somebody hit me on the, on the back and they paid me like 1800 for it. Yeah. So I make that money back. Plus some. Plus some. Yeah, And then I used it for like two years and then I sold that truck and made more money. But anyway, so yeah, so uh, what I was doing, I was just working every day, saving, you know, money. Like my wife used to cook for me, like she still do it to the, till today. But I was, you know, bringing uh, my own lunch every day, like man, spending maybe coffee. But even I was always carrying my coffee yard, my lunch. Yep. Maybe we go out uh, and eat, uh, you know, something on the weekends. But for the most part, we would just be at home, like, None of that spending, like we were just saving. 
now it's a lot easier. You know, we can go out and do more. We don't have to worry about money. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff. I remember, you know, one time I took my kids, well, my, my family to Disneyland and we were very tight. Like, you know, we just barely, you know, got the, the money for, uh, for the tickets and then the, the hotel. And I remember sitting on IHOP, you know, having breakfast, like, and, you know, this, this is not what I want. This is not what I deserve. I know there's something more. Yeah. And just getting there, like someday, you know, I'll, I'll be back here and, but it's going to be different. Yeah. I love um, that. At that moment, I've come the same, you know, I was in Vegas, just with very little money in my pocket and just looking at the Bellagio with, you know, with the water fountain and all that. Yeah. Like, I'm going to stay in that hotel one day because, oh, you know, I was broke time. And then, you know, we were, you know, we were in Vegas all the time and it's, it's fun, you know, and it's interesting when you go back and see, like, you know, how far you have come through. And like now, you know, we can, you know, we go, we got enough nine money to buy whatever we kind of want, you know, I mean, there's a limit, like, you know, we yeah. always need money. Right. Yeah. But it's totally, like, I can look back four years and it's totally different. Yeah. It's, it's a lot more doable. The small things in life that you second guessed before getting now, it, it's not so much of a second guess anymore, which is good. Yeah. Because when you're like, you know, when you don't have the money, just go in. So you check, you know, how much thing costs, like what yeah. can I can, uh, wear and all that. And now you just go and pick stuff that you like. Yeah. Yeah. If it's going to make me happy right now and, and it's, uh, it, it aligns with me, then let's do it. Bro, talk to me about your deals. Overall, you've done 35 at this point over the last few years. Talk to me about lead generation. How are you getting these deals? So most of my deals, I get them from uh, MLS. Like I haven't really spent much. Um, you know, I've done some off-market um, and direct mail cold calling. Yeah. Only got one off-market and then I got some from wholesalers. But my main source is MLS. Wow. And okay. it's just, so so you you have a lot of agents that work and kind of send you deals, basically? Yes. And, you know, we have to go through a lot of deals. And the thing, like, you know, we just look at, you know, what's been sitting on the market. You know, they drop the price. And then sometimes we have to go high, a little bit higher with contingency and then try to renegotiate afterwards. Yep. But like last, last year, you know, things were crazy. We were just going below what they were asking, but we were going like non-contingency. And yeah. the, the because I'm a contractor, you know, I've been in construction for 14 years. So I kind of yep. know just by looking at it. And there's some houses that we got that were, you know, had some foundation issues. And the things like, you know, when the very, you know, super competitive market, but there are guys that are only focused like a quick fix and play like very cosmetic. Sure. So there's a lot of people going to be there. Then when it becomes to a foundation, a structural issue, there's a lot of people get scared of that. So a lot of people. Yeah. Where we have like even new development, right? So the higher you move, the less competition, you know, you're going to have. Yeah. So you, you basically find that competitive edge that you can stick in and not compete with all these other people that are just looking for the carpet and paint, you know, switch around. You're going through the stuff that might have fire damage or might have a foundation issues that, hey, I can knock down some walls. I can rebuild this. I can, you know, put a new face to it and less competition on the deal. Yes. And also the other thing is like, you have to, you know, in this game, you have to be creative. Like, you yeah. know, I remember last year, you know, we pick up these houses, like two bedroom, one bath, and we will convert them in three, two. Yep. Within the two, three months period. And that's like some people, they don't see, you know, what it's going to be worth after the repair, because they only see the two, one. And that's, so they just going to clean it up and put it back in the market as a two, one. Yeah. Versus I'm looking at it as a three, two. Yep. 
and some I had to convert the garage. You know, in the garage I made um, like a master suite. Yep. And then I have two other ones that one of the garage I converted that into an ADU, and then they were on the basement. We converted. Uh, it was an unfinished basement, so we did an ADU. So it's just like you have to be creative. Yep. No, I think that's I think that's the name of the game, getting very creative to see what other people can't see. And and then you can turn it into what the end buyer is really looking for, you know? So it's a lot of mind games of guessing, you know, what does that avatar truly want and what can we turn this, you know, hot mess into right now? Yes, and um that's one and also, you know, when it comes to detail and kind of the design, you know, that makes a difference too. Yeah. It's like even if you look at all my properties, you know, I'm not I'm not the only one, but I know there's other guys that do better work than than I do. But all my properties that I sold, they were the nicest house in the block. Yes. Like everybody wants to buy those houses, right? Like yes. They were selling like way, way over asking and way, way over uh the um appraise. Sure. And that's why I love doing the burr strategy because when you can find the worst property in the neighborhood and then simply make it the best one in the neighborhood afterwards you're renting it out everybody wants to rent it right like everybody wants to rent that spot or in your case like if you're flipping it buy that because this is the nicest one in the neighborhood now so it's a no-brainer so yeah i I love that approach you know just put time and energy into it to to bring out quality did you ever like is that all self-design or do you hire on professionals that specialize in in getting creative or a woman's touch, maybe? So for the most part, it was my my own design. Because you know, I used to do a lot of projects in San Francisco, mostly like the three, four, five millions. So kind of I, I got a little bit out of it. Yeah, uh, you've seen what sells, what looks good, like what people want. Yes, but uh, my last two, three, my last four big deals, yeah, I had to hire a design because it's a lot of work. You know, I'm managing yeah. the projects. Um, it's too much. Yeah, it's good. It's important to identify your strengths and what could be outsourced for first that may not be your strengths, especially as you're growing and scaling, building out your team. I mean, at this point, you have five full-time employees, right? You have a ton of subs that you're utilizing on rotation. Is there any team building strategies or recommendations to be able to keep everybody happy and satisfied to help build that culture and and keep growing that you would recommend? Yeah. So now that you mentioned the employees, so yeah. So now I'm only down to five full-time employees, but last year I had like 20 guys. You did? Wow. Yes. I had a big team, and but it's a lot of work. But and I was doing a lot of the, the the work myself too. Yeah. And then you know keep you know I keep reading books and then going to mentorship and coaching and all that. And now I'm to the point that I'm trying to delegate as much as I can. Yep. I can do what I want at any time. Yeah, with whoever you want, wherever you want, anytime. Yeah. Yep. And now you know I have time, you know, to be here. Yep. And then later on, you know, I can go to the gym again if I if I want to. Yep. Uh, I'll be going and picking up my kids. I, you know, I get to drop by my kids every morning. Yes. So, but because I'm delegating. Yep. It's because of the mind shape, right? Like, you know, it's hard. You know, the mind is really hard because, like, in my mind, it's like nobody can do better than I, right? Yeah. And I'm the only one that can do it. But no, you know, you have to delegate. And and then I read, you know, a couple of books, like Traction is one of them. Sure. And, I love that book. It, it's changed our business. Yeah, and then the other one is the Buy Your Time Back. Uh, yeah. That one is a really good book too. 
Yeah. And that's where, I, where I'm at right now. So I'm trying to delegate, you know, that's why I have a lot of stuff. Like, like I do all the, you know, concrete framing, siding and all that, but I'm right now, I'm just delegating all that. So, so that I can keep as employees less headache and less responsibility and all that. Yeah. And I think it's so funny that like we all tell ourselves these BS lies, like myself included saying nobody can do this better than me. When if you're really brutally honest with yourself, like there's probably a lot of people that can do it way better than us, right? Yeah, 100%, bro. Yeah. And then as you hire on those people, you're like, wow, you can do it better, faster, more creatively. You can bring us more money. I didn't even think about that, like more creativeness. And then like you start hiring on more of those people, then you got like the A team around you. And you're like, holy cow, you, you just start seeing the goals and so much getting done while you start having your time back, the freedom to be able to be more with family, more present, more giving and serving. And yeah, man, it's it's just so powerful. So I love that. Bro, talk to me for a second about funding. How are you funding these deals? I know that originally you saved up quite a penny to start off with, um, a million bucks. But dude, living in the Bay Area, that stuff doesn't go far, right? I, I know being in California and San Diego myself, you know, that's a that's one property maybe you still got the rehab costs. So h- how are you doing it? Yeah, so I'm using a lot of our money now. Um yep. and then private money. Cool. You know, you know, as so I do more projects, it becomes a lot easier to raise capital because you know, like there's a track record. Yep. People start yeah. throwing money at you once you have a strong track record and you're showing people what you're doing and it's always a sexy product. People are like, holy cow, I, I need to invest with this guy. Yeah. And you know, like like I say, you know, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard when you start up because nobody knows who you are and what you do. But as sure. you know, and it's that's why it's kind of very important to like, you know, post some stuff on social media because that's you know, it's helped me a lot of, you know, cut deals and money and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I could say yeah, it become easier because there's like a record that like, hey, you know, this is what I've done and there's record. Like I'm not just a show. Sure. And there's a lot of people that come to me now and like, hey, you know, I, I got money. Like I'm not asking for money. Like, hey, I come I got money. My money. Yeah. <laughs> you look like the guy to put it with. <laughs> what can you do with my money? <laughs> but also becomes, you know, like, you know, you have to be honest all the time. Yeah. Transparent. Transparent that's number one because you know when people trust trust you you know that's that's the most important thing like money like you say you know money comes and go money comes and goes but when you're being a steward of somebody else's money they're putting their life savings on you they're putting their full-time bet on you and it's important it is important to be a good steward of that so anybody listening out there like if it's your first time raising money or you've never done it before and you're thinking about it be cautious be really cautious be extra conservative have backup plans. Be right with those people because, especially in the market that we're in right now, like be extra conservative. Like Conrado and myself, we weren't raising money in the beginning, but as you start getting a track record and and you start performing, people start coming to you with money. Um, and that's okay, and it's it's good. All investors should consider OPM, other people's money or credit or have backup plans. But yeah, just be mindful that the teacher or the the mailman, they're putting their life savings, their retirement plan in your hands and, and praying that, you know, you're going to be a good steward of it to to bring it back. So don't treat that lightly. Yeah, that is powerful. Yeah, cuz and that's why at the beginning I wasn't really raising capital that because yeah. 
was, you know, I was scared of even yeah. scared of my own damn money. Yeah. <laughs> but losing my own money is okay. But losing sure. some of the money, that's, I mean, that's more scary to me. Yeah, it's terrifying. <laughs> and yeah, and, and I remember, you know, like my first hard money that I got, it was like 12% and then three points and then all kind of fees that they charge you, right? And yeah. only for six months. Yeah, you have to start up somewhere. Yeah, you, know? you got to start somewhere there. Yeah. And then as you do more, more, uh, more deal, you know, becomes easier, you know, then you can, you know, more leverage and yep. now, you know, there's more uh, other companies contacting me all the time, especially now because, you know, there's not a lot of deals. Yeah. Everybody wants to lend to a good bet now <laughs> and you're yeah. a good bet. So, yeah. That is because of the track record once again, because, you know, they always call me and I'm like, hey, where did you get my number? Oh yeah, because we saw that you did the house, da 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 da. Yeah, yeah, they they uh, can see the public you... records. They can tell that you perform, that you're buying a bunch of properties, you're flipping them. So yeah, you need money. We're the guys. Yeah, that's awesome. Even, so even agent and wholesaler, that's something they're calling me because they they keep trading me now. Like, yeah. hey, who's this guy? Let's get his phone number. Yeah, that's so funny. So with private money lenders, what are you paying those guys currently? Between eight and ten. Yeah. Cool. And, and then, okay, so you're getting deals off the MLS. That's how you're getting your leads. You are funding it with hard money lending as well as private money lending. You got an amazing team in place. The mindset's on point. And that's something we're always constantly improving and, and making a little bit better. About the market that we're currently in right now, where do you think we're going, man? It's been a big shift the last six to um, coming up on 12 months, right? But where do you think, you know, nobody's got that crystal ball, but where do you think interest rates are going? Where do you think the market's going? The supply is still very few, right? Yeah. So the supply is still very, yeah, very few. And, you know, there's more, you know, I mean, there's the big shortage of uh, housing. So yeah. in the Bay Area, I mean, prices hasn't really dropped a lot, like what people think, because, like, oh, yeah, the market's going down and properties now, you know, worth a lot less than six months ago. But the reality is not true because I mean that's what I think. So yeah. what was happening? People were overpaying for the yes. property, even yes. like, like the price value was let's say a house, you know, a million, and people were like, "Oh no, I'm gonna give you 1.3 because I want the house." Yeah. So, but in reality, it's only worth a million, a million or even 900. I so couldn't agree more. We had people that were offering $210,000 or $240,000 over the asking price that we were already going, like that was what it you know should have appraised at. It's crazy. Yeah, because some of my property, we got offers and the appraised value didn't, you know, it always came short. Yes, but they would waive those contingencies, right? The appraisal. Contingency, and yeah, because they went like no appraised value. And then yeah. like, because even the bank, they were lending money like, yeah, they didn't care. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was like two point five, three. So, but I think it's good, you know, that uh, you know, what we're seeing right now because at least you know it's like a a break. So yeah, now it's getting it's getting more realistic, right? It's not the above and beyond overprice anymore. It's getting down to okay, let's really look at the damn appraisals now. <laughs> let's not get crazy with uh, over uh, and above. Yes, and then I mean. There's deals all the time. It's just, you know, it's going to take time. So right now, you know, if we look like November, November was like, not like a, it was a ghost down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there was November, a, December as well. Yeah, down here. Now, you know, three or four months later, now people are coming to reality. that They are. It is what it is right now. Property are not selling way over asking. You're not getting way, you know, multiple offers. And 
interest rates are whatever they are right now, you know, with six, seven. I mean, people think that's a lot because they compare seven to 2.5 or 3.5. But if we look like 2008, 2009, interest rates were a lot higher than what they are right now. Sure. Oh, yeah. Even uh, credit cards, they're a lot more than that. Yeah. Yeah. But people don't look at that, right? Just like, I mean, people need to buy a house. Yeah. You know, economic investment, but, and then, you know, real estate, it always goes up and down, up and down and investing and, you know, whatever we're doing, right. It's, it's just a game. Yes. You have to learn how to play it. Otherwise, you know, you kind of get screwed because like flipping, you know, it, it comes and go, right. Like the last three years was a, like a flipping time. Yes. Now we have to pivot. We have to yes. do something else. We have to be, maybe now is the time to do creative, like, in the last two three years, it was hard to get creative deals. Creative. Yeah, creative finance. Now yeah. It's a lot, it's a lot yeah, yeah, now it's a lot easier. And yeah. maybe now is the time to buy and hold. Like that's what I'm doing now. You know, trying. You know, right now I'm, I'm buying hold. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. It depends on your market. Obviously, there's still availability. There's still deals to be able to flip right now. However, I personally really recommend against flipping right now. I think it is a buy and hold market. I think there's plenty more opportunities and conversations on the table to be able to talk about creative financing because the interest rates are higher. The sellers are still motivated because they have a problem. They have a situation. They need investors like us to be able to take down the territories to solve their problems. And there's more investors and people just sitting on the sidelines because they're scared. They're waiting for the ultimate crash. I don't know if that's necessarily going to happen, guys. So it's important to really just position yourself properly, identify exactly where you're at today in the market, kind of anticipate and expect where do we think we're going to head in the next 6, 8, 12 months, right? And, and so forth. And then how do we you know, really adjust to the current market? You know, How do we adjust to that to stay ahead of the game and play the game for exactly what it is. It's a game. This is real life monopoly, guys. So when you treat it that way, money comes and goes, be smart with it, respect it, and just understand where we're at and you know whatever can be done to keep bread on the table, keep employing the people that you got going on and keep growing and scaling your business. That's what it's about. So I'm excited for you, dude. Conrado, what would you say for somebody that is sitting on the sidelines right now? Yeah, I cannot touch a little bit. You say like somebody that is new and want to start flipping right now probably is not the best time yeah. to because there's a lot of pieces, you know, in the puzzle. Yes. But for us that we, you know, we're experienced. Like I'm in the process. I might be buying a house this week. Nice to flip, but I'm buying like a fifty percent of what is what is worth. Yeah. So it happens. It happens. I'll do it. If not, then I'm not gonna lose sleep over that. But somebody who is on the sideline. You know, they, they really have to make up their mind, you know, what they want to do and look at the long, uh, the long term, because sometimes, you know, we focus on like what we need right now, but because we always kind of need money, right? And sometimes because that that's going to, people, you know, we always start doing something different because there's a need. Yeah. Like whether you want to quit your job or you want to make more money. Yeah. Or where you're right now is not enough, right? So there's always yes. uh, a reason. So, but the things, yeah, that you have to make up your mind. Like, what do you want to do? I mean, real estate, you know, it's it's a big. I mean, there's different ways you can make money in real estate. So many, yeah, right. Like, 
but you have to make like if you want to start wholesaling, flipping, bird. Yep. Yeah, I mean, there's 30 plus ways to make money in real estate. Do a little bit of education on each one. Figure out what you gravitate towards and rock and roll with it. You know, take action. Yes, but somebody who is new, he's on this, you know, on the sideline and still deciding what to do. It's just like you have to decide what you want to do. Is it yeah? Focus on one thing. Buy buy a course, a book, whatever. Read it. Get good at it for the next three, five months, six months, whatever it takes. Yep. Get good at it and then go and do it. Good. Yeah. Uh, I seen a lot of new people they're jumping back and forth, like, oh, today I want to do flips. Oh no, tomorrow I want to do Airbnb. Oh no, tomorrow I want to buy multifamily. Oh yeah. no, tomorrow I want to do something else. Oh no, tomorrow I want to do crypto. And then at the end of the day, they do nothing. Yeah. And you know why I think that is? I think it's because how they first got there was by scrolling on social media. And then they see the guru online saying, like, hey, this is the strategy. This is what you want to do. This is it. And it's like, it may be it for them and it could work. You know, it, it can be great. But whatever you're focusing on right now, you could be three feet from gold. You could be right there. You just got to finish what you started, you know, until you're two years in and you got nothing. Then, you know, and you gave it your absolute all. Then I'll give you the pat on the back saying, hey, jump ship and start something else, you know. But until then, I don't give any permission to jump ship when you're three feet from gold. Be very intentional with like what you're beginning to start with, you know, and it's not going to be all sunshine and rainbows every single day. It's tough, but that's what success looks like at the end of the day. Like going to the gym is not exciting at five o'clock in the morning or doing the reps in the, in the middle and having your trainer yell at you to come on, you got more and you're like, shit, you know, but the feeling afterwards is success. Like it, it feels good knowing that you gave it your all. So it's the same exact concept. The road to get there isn't always sunshine and rainbows, but it will feel good at the end of the day. So just keep that in mind, guys. Yeah. And then, you know, to do something different, you know, we all have to leave our comfort zone. And yeah. then it's just like what I was saying at the beginning, right? You have to burn your uh, your ships. Because yep. Otherwise, you know, you're going to have a plan A, B, and C. Like, oh, if that thing doesn't work, then I'm going to do this, this, and that. Yeah. No, Okay, something like and just tell yourself like hey that's what i'm gonna do no matter what no matter you know how long it takes yes uh, you know it took maybe say a year to get ball rolling had some experience right but some guys they take two years some guys take four years three years it doesn't matter how long it takes you but sure on the other side, it's a lot better yeah when you burn down the ships like you're saying when you don't have a backup plan a, a b c d type of thing then it is it's uh it's one of those situations that you're not going to give up you know you're going to give it your all because you know that you can see success at this other people are doing it why can't you when you have a backup plan you're not going to give it your all and that's the sad truth behind it so i love this man i'm super excited for you i'm very blessed to have you on today and you inspire me each and every day i, I love seeing your post and everything that you got going on like, what does the future look like for you? I know that you said you want to get more into some buy and holds this year, as well as multifamily in the near future. What else you got going on? Well, right now it's more because I'm like, you know, I'm all in in real estate. So yeah, buy and hold and then eventually, you know, do multifamily syndication, all that kind of stuff. But my main, main focus right now is, you know, I want to start a ground up, you know, new construction. Yeah. Nice. Whether I love that, bro. Whether it's here in the Bay Area or I might have to go out of state 
And it's just like I say, you know, real estate, you know, there's many ways we can make money, right? Like I was invited last night for an investor meetup here locally. And I didn't know this. I mean, and and I'm I don't know exactly, but that's something that they just say yesterday that you know how it is easy right now to build ADUs because if you wanna, you know, if you wanna get a permit for a brand new construction, you know, it takes like almost two years, year and a half to two years to get a permit. I'm I'm like two and a half years into one of mine. It's crazy. Two and a half years. To build an ADU is only like four months. Like that that's what it took me, four months. But now they're saying that they can expedite to two months because of the shore housing. Wow. And they were only allowing one ADU per parcel. Now they're uh, allowing two. Plus if there's a basement, then you can do more. So like you can do like three or four ADUs on the same parcel. parcel. And what the guys was saying, like, like you know how you can TIC condos. Yeah. So now, now I think was well, there's somebody doing it. Like I don't know this exactly, but somebody's doing it right now. They're TIC in ADUs and turn them in into what? So like you know, you, let's say you have a duplex and then you build an ADU. So now you have three units. Sure. So now you can kind of sell each unit individual. Yeah. Be like a con, uh, con, you know, like yeah, convert it um, into just their own single families. Yeah. Yes, I love it. but hey, you can make more money that way too. Oh yeah, it's incredible. I love that. Well, yeah. I'm looking to that too, yeah, and see if you know if, if that's something that we can do. I think, I think that's gonna be a game changer right now in the Bay Area because you know everything is so expensive. But yeah. if we do two, three ADUs in the same lot, so yep, yeah, and then stretch it. I mean, you're stretching the dollar. That's what it turns into. You're you're just making it go even further, which is great. So. Well, I love it, bro. I appreciate you so much for jumping on today. How can the listeners get a hold of you? So I'm on uh, face on Facebook, you know, Conrado Batista, and also on Instagram and TikTok. <laughs> yeah, cool. I'm sitting on top of my car now, jumping all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, doing some crazy stuff. I love it, bro. That's awesome. And um, you just gave an hour of your time, and it was tremendously valuable. I got a whole boatload of notes right here for myself. I know the listeners do too. What could we do, the listeners or myself, be able to do to give back to you? I mean, what they can do, just follow me so they can, you know, follow up on Instagram or Facebook and to see, you know, my projects. And if somebody's local, then, you know, we can always meet up in person or we can even get on the phone and, you know, whatever I can do. Like, I mean, it's, it's my best interest to help others Yeah. to get out of the comfort zone and do something, whatever they, it is, right? They just they just need a vehicle where it's yeah. really great contracting or whatever, you know, whatever it is, you know, they can always, you know, be available to help. I love that. I appreciate it, man. Guys, Camarado's heart is just like the biggest giver ever. So I encourage you guys to reach out to him, show him some love and follow him as well. He's got a lot of amazing projects that you're going to want to see and follow along the way. It's it's pretty damn amazing. So make sure you give him some love, show him some love and, and follow his journey. Um, if you guys want to get a hold of me, you can always do so on Instagram. It is Brandon Elliott Investments. Otherwise, it's facebook.com forward slash Brandon Elliott Investor. And then if you're looking to really get educated on credit, I'm talking flipping the script on the banks. You guys have realized that we give all the banks our money. They give us 0.00 nothing percent back. I'm joking, but almost seriously here. They give us nothing back and then they relend it out to us on loans, credit cards, business, you know, mortgages and auto loans, all these other things at high interest rates, right? We are teaching, Credit Council Elite is teaching business owners how to be able to get up to $500,000 every six months 
And oh yeah, it's at 0% interest. It's definitely going to be able to set you up for tremendous success. And then you can leverage it out, buy real estate, travel hack, business credit, get to the 800 club in less than 30 days, fixed credit, and so much more. If you're interested in learning more about that, watch our 10-minute video on creditcounselelite.com. That is creditcounselelite.com, www.creditcounselelite.com. And you'll be able to watch a quick video on there and sit down with a meeting with us afterwards. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button for Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast. Leave that five-star review. Greatly appreciate all the love and support. As always, you guys are amazing. Keep doing your thing. Keep rocking. And we'll see you on the next video on the next podcast next week. Till next time, guys. God bless. Conrado, appreciate you, bro. Yeah, God bless. See you, man. This has been another episode of Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast, brought to you by Brandon Elliott. For more information, please visit BrandonElliottInvestments.com. Also, please don't forget to like, share, and leave a comment below. Thanks again for joining. Until next time, God bless.